Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bloom and Flow podcast. My name is Lara and today I decided uh, due to kind of current life events it would be a good topic of choice uh, to discuss periods. (laughs) So if that particular topic does not sit well with you, it makes you uncomfortable, Uh, then you can skip this entire podcast. Okay, so now we've got rid of those idiots, um, let's have a little chat. Um, so I had been meaning to record this podcast earlier on in the week because I wanted to just edit and upload on Sundays, um, rather than record, edit and upload and it just makes the process a lot easier, it's less work for me to do on the weekends, so I was trying to do that but life got in the way (laughs) and then this morning I woke up and got my period, so I wasn't actually expecting it, it's kind of a week early for me, Um, but yeah I wasn't expecting it and I just felt rubbish this morning and I thought I, I really want to sit down and record um and i was kind of mulling over all week various topics ideas things i could discuss and i just thought well why not something current and relevant in my life uh to share with you um so yeah i'm gonna be talking about periods today so uh, a little backstory for you i started mine when i was i think nine years old um, I was very young, I remember very distinctly that it happened um, around a week or two before my first ever sexual education class at school. Um, in the UK, uh, when I was at you know primary school, um, they didn't introduce kind of a sexual health class, kind of that type of thing, uh, until we were around sort of nine, ten years old, which I believe was year six so it's just before you're about to start secondary school so it's like your last year of uh, younger school before you go into uh, a secondary school um, which would lead you to do like your GCSEs before going to university so kind of just to give you a bit of spectrum uh, if you're not from the UK that is and yeah so we had our first ever kind of sexual education class um a week afterwards so i had literally no idea what it was or why i had bled so (laughs) it was a bit of a nasty shock for me um but i remember my mum being very supportive and you know she said you know it's your period and i was kind of like what like i didn't really have an idea of what it was or what it meant i knew it meant something like that older people got, older women got, um, and I was just kind of a bit confused, like I kind of understood that in order to get pregnant you had to have periods, but I didn't really understand like the full kind of concept behind it, so it was a bit confusing and scary for me, um, so I just used pads and it went within like a couple days, it was very very light and then afterwards it was just very intermittent for a few years, it would come and go and then when I got to 14 it became more regular and I found as I got older 
um, probably 14 to like 18, they became increasingly heavier and then when I got to 18 they just stayed very very heavy and very very long. Um, so at that point I kind of did some research online because in school, um, although we were taught about contraceptives and how you can use them obviously for sexual health, there wasn't really discussion around things like that that you could use to help prevent or stop or make lighter of your periods. Um, I'm not a sexual health expert or anything myself, this is literally from my own personal experience that I thought I would share today. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I didn't really know that you could use like the pill for example to help reduce symptoms um, and to help ease up with like bleeding and things like that. So yeah, did some research and, you know, decided to go onto the pill, um, which did make a big difference uh, for me. And I honestly don't think that I thought about that as an option unless I had the internet as a resource. So it's kind of crazy how the education system filters down uh, to you at school and certain things that are very very helpful um, which they don't seem to include in their curriculum so uh, yeah if if you are new to having periods or you're looking for solutions the, so yeah the internet is a really good resource um, but obviously be careful what you're reading and where you're reading I would say have a look at the NHS website really um, for more accurate information because um, obviously there are lots of kind of like old wives tales and rumours and so obviously just be careful with what you're reading on the internet <laughs> essentially so yeah I then decided to go onto the pill um, and got that sorted out my GP. It was very strange because I'd spoken to friends who had used it to help with things like acne. Um, that was very common amongst a couple of my friends growing up um, that I didn't actually realise like that it could be used to basically stop your period in a sense. Like you're still ovulating but it's just to kind of help reduce the flow when you are menstruating or um, some months you wouldn't have any bleeding at all so it, it just really depends obviously on each individual but for me it helped kind of stop them all together which I thought was amazing in my opinion um you know I didn't really suffer with like cramps or anything like that um I would just have really really heavy long periods and it just it seemed like no matter what I did health-wise, whether I lost weight, gained weight, um, exercised more, um, you know, changed things I was eating in my diet, it just kind of didn't seem like anything was kind of helping to make that any easier. Um, because I feel like I've always rather have a more holistic approach to kind of medicine and health and going to the pill was kind of like a last resort for me um, but it did make a big world of difference and I did use it for around six, seven years and coming off of it um, I found everything kind of returned back to normal for me so yeah it's it kind of takes it and swings around about some people have really bad side effects of using it and um, there are different types of the pill as well so you have loads of different types um i had people that i were in my class that uh used one called i think it's called yasmin um which i wasn't on 
I used Sorel, which worked perfectly for me. Um, I think a friend of mine, funnily enough, also was on Sorel as well and she found it really good and it really helped with her acne. Um, so there, there are different types, so I would say have a kind of a research online. Uh, I believe your GP will kind of advise which is best for you. I didn't get a choice, it wasn't like, here are your options, so I guess a lot of it I feel like you have to research yourself and then just go in and ask your GP for that particular one um, but obviously take their advice as well if there are side effects or you know one type of pill may not be suitable for you then another one so yeah it's kind of hard because I feel like what well, we're not <laughs> medical professionals so why are we having to do this research to go in and tell our doctors what medicine that we want um, when I feel like you should ha go into your appointment, they've got on your record, they can see this already that you've maybe never been on the pill before or you already have and you may be looking to change something else. When they have that appointment with you, I feel like they should just explain what's available and what's what, whereas I didn't have that, it was just, here you go, this is what you're getting, pick up from the pharmacy, this is how many months worth supply you'll get. Um, I think it was like three or four months or something um, and then you'd have to come in for a checkup and they give you another three or four months supply so it worked like that which I guess is a very quick way for um, GPs to work and it's obviously beneficial for the NHS because they have a huge struggle um, this is before way before Covid as well so now it's probably even more so but yeah I think it's kind of messed up though that we have to kind of research into which one we want if we do want that method um, and have to kind of ask for it I feel like it should be explained a lot better but you know I feel like in, in my life it's kind of learning from what I've heard from friends to be honest more than anything else um, you know I felt very comfortable being able to tell um, my mum and my sister growing up you know when I did have my period and things like that if I needed help at all like I don't know, I ran out of sanitary pads for example, um, so it wasn't like a taboo thing but I think talking about like contraceptives and stuff, um, it wasn't awkward or anything talking about them growing up, I think it's just there wasn't really that understanding that you could use them to help things like your menstruation. I don't know whether it was like a lack of knowledge or whether it was just the assumption that you should only use contraceptives as a contraceptive and not for kind of other purposes so yeah just wasn't wasn't aware basically until sort of 18 that I could go on the pill and it would help my period which I really wish I did know because that would have been very helpful and avoid a couple of embarrassing experiences as a teenager. Now however uh, I use a different method of contraceptive so I do get my periods regularly which I think I'm quite happy with because it tells me that my body is kind of in tune and is doing what it should naturally do um, but yeah they are lighter and shorter but unfortunately I do suffer really badly with cramps now um, particularly you know my abdomen and my back um, and I feel very, very tired and lethargic and have very heavy fatigue, which I'm just convinced that's to do with, you know, the amount of iron that you're losing. 
so obviously increasing your iron intake so I take an iron supplement every day anyway because I do um, have a tendency to be lower on the iron side which I think is just a hereditary thing my sister is the same so before anybody jumps on the high horse and goes oh it's because you're vegan it's not the case at all my sister is not vegan and she has to take them um so i think things like that can be hereditary and yeah i've been taking iron supplements um every day and i always take them last thing at night before i go to bed after you know i've had a full day of eating because it can make me feel very nauseous so if you are looking into that that's just something to bear in mind but yeah so i generally just will up my kind of dark leafy green intake so lots of kale spinach that kind of thing um which is really good for you and great to help kind of nourish and restore your body as well um and i found it does help with the symptoms as well it was cramping um i've read it's quite a common thing as well quite a lot of people have said that you know if they increase their kind of dark green vegetables intake um that it really does see a significant difference with the pain uh, and frequency of the cramping as well so I don't know whether that's like a fishwife's tail, a placebo effect, but it's something I thought I would just mention, just just to have a go, try it out. Um, if nothing else, at least you're getting some more vitamins and veggies in your system, which is never a bad thing. I usually will like cheat and make like a smoothie <laughs> or make like kind of a pasta sauce or something if I'm trying to increase like my green veggies intake. Um, but I actually made scrambled tofu this morning uh, with tomatoes and mushrooms on a piece of sourdough toast and steamed some kale and it wasn't actually that bad with some salt and pepper on top um, yeah it was a lot less slimy than spinach so yeah if you like your veggies steamed or you want to try something different I would say try out some steamed kale um, the kale that I used think is called Navolo, Carlo Navolo or something like that. Oh, really cringing. I've definitely said that wrong, but um, there's loads of different types of kale line, but that's, if you find one that sounds like that, that's the one I had anyway, and it wasn't too bad. It wasn't slimy like spinach is. It doesn't retain a lot of liquid like spinach does. So yes I, I i recommend it It was a nice breakfast it was a good way to kind of start off um my cycle and to try and get some more nutrients within myself another thing is also hydration so making sure that i'm drinking plenty of water um drinking herbal teas really helps as well uh, lemon and ginger or peppermint tea are kind of my favorites particularly when I'm menstruating I don't know they just to me they seem to just kind of soothe and calm things quite a lot in my stomach um, as well as my back but yes yeah, staying hydrated obviously is a must and just taking time to rest and do the things that you need to do so like right now I knew that I wanted to get a podcast recorded um, so I've got myself a nice little cosy setup. I'm back on the beanbag today and I've got a new microphone stand set up So I'm literally just laying on my beanbag with a blanket over me my jumper and leggings on my cosy socks and Just 
laying here whilst I do the podcast, which I'm kind of loving, so maybe I'll continue with this setup, but yeah, it's just, it, you know, trying to make things a bit easier if you have to, like, go to work, for example, like, I remember working, like, 12-hour shifts waitressing, um, where you'd be on your feet all day, and I'd have my period, and it just, it sucks, it sucks so much, because you are so exhausted, but you still need to go to work, because you have to make your money, um, to pay your bills, keep roof over your head, buy yourself food, you know, just as basics, and it's just shit, <laughs> it really is, like, I know they've recently, um, issued a law in Spain where you can have like three or four days off a month uh, if your period is really heavy um, so that's great that you know it's being recognized as you know it, it is very intense for a lot of women and it's uncomfortable and you know going to work whilst you have your period can be so so hard and I think it should that should be just something as a standard everywhere in the world to be honest um I just feel very privileged to be you know in the UK and have remote working as an option for me um so that you know if I need to change or clean myself or something you know as basic as that um, I've got the facility to do that in the privacy and the comfort of my home as well. Um, I just couldn't even imagine what it'd be like living in poverty, for example, um, and having to have your period. Um, my understanding is that in some countries, uh, women have to just miss school entirely. Um, because there is no sanitary products available and, you know, no access to regular clean clothing, for example, like really basic needs and they just literally will just lay all day, they will just lay wherever their beds are, um, they will just lay there for, the, you know, a few days, three, four days, whatever it is, maybe a week, um, and yeah, it's it's awful because they're missing out on education that they need, they haven't got basic hygiene products that they should have access to, um, and yeah, I, I just, I couldn't imagine having to go through this, like, every month for your majority of your life, and, you, you know, especially as a teenager, a young teenager in particular, you know, having to miss out on your education and that's such a valuable resource and I think it's so, it's been so hard to get that as like a free resource for so many people, just the basics like learning to read and write and you know some mathematics and for some people that's like the most important thing in their life to try and get them further is to get as good of an education in those basic elements as possible to try and get them out of those situations so they can progress and get proper jobs and then be able to provide for themselves and their families um so yeah it really really does break my heart um and I feel incredibly incredibly lucky to be in the position that I'm in um where I do have the luxuries that you know, I've got access to clean clothing, sanitary products, and 
I work from home so you know if I need to break to go to the toilet to clean myself and um, you know change my moon cup for example like I've got the time the space to do that privately because um, I remember going like into different jobs and having to like change a tampon and it would be like a really heavy flow day and then oh just all of it was awkward like having to hide a tampon like the sleeve of your jumper or something whilst going to the toilet um so people wouldn't see or know and oh there's just a lot of like shame around it as well which is just bullshit basically and I think the more we talk about it and the more widely known is about what's available to help kind of ease symptoms um and get people's understanding of what it is as well like and that how much it can affect some people um health wise um would really really improve things i think for a lot of people in you know different just just globally it would make a really big impact i think people would feel more comfortable talking about it it would be more widely recognized it wouldn't be still seen as like a taboo kind of subject um and it would really improve the quality of a lot of people's lives as well especially like you know if you're having to go to work um and do a 12-hour shift <laughs> whilst you've got a heavy period you know um having kind of you don't even need to have conversations with your colleagues about it just that everybody kind of has that recognition of okay this is what it is and if that person needs some more time like I don't know I feel like I've always been put under pressure like you can't take too long to go to the toilet when you're at work um which sounds ridiculous because it's just like a basic human right and need and you should take as long as you need to take but I always feel like oh I need to rush back to work because I'm supposed to be here earning my money I don't want to get in trouble and then lose my source of income um that's always like a huge huge concern for me um I always have that kind of paranoia in the back of my head um about losing a job and not having any money (laughs) um but we'll talk about that in another episode um but yeah I think if it's just more widely discussed and people are more comfortable with it and employers make the conscious effort as well to do the things that are right by their employees then it would definitely make huge improvements um for so many so many people globally and there's a lot more work to be done absolutely um i found that in kind of a role that i was kind of in recently uh i had to ask my uh employer to provide a sanitary bin uh they just moved offices they weren't fully set up but there was just no equip they just weren't equipped for it at all um so they got it in place and it's it's fine it's there um but i've also noticed though uh that since that happened uh the cleaner we have who is male uh will not empty the sanitary bin he'll empty others but he will not touch that one um so that's kind of an issue in itself as well because then that leaves it down to somebody to do it that obviously it's not their job to do um and i get it's not a pleasant job it's not a nice job to do um but emptying bins is never nice so I feel like regardless of what it is um you should be able to do it it's your job to be you know 
paid to do that so yeah it's just, it's just little things like that that you kind of notice in workplaces that you're kind of like great this is still like an awkward thing a taboo thing um and it shouldn't be it absolutely shouldn't be it's it's just nonsense but now i thought i would share with you some of my period hacks some things i've learned that are budget friendly lifesavers for me great for the planet and the environment um and just general things that i wish i knew so so much earlier okay period hack number one there are obviously as we spoke about earlier contraceptive methods that can help reduce your period flow um make them lighter easier may even stop them coming all together if that's what you want i don't know if that's a healthy thing but i think it's just a side effect so look into contraceptives the pill i.e or the implant or the coil i think the coil does it as well pretty sure it does yes <laughs> um so look into your contraceptive options do some research speak to friends family whoever you're comfortable speaking to um maybe they can pass on some of their pearls of wisdom number two i would say start off with pads work up to tampons then after a, i would say a year or two of being comfortable with tampons do this as soon as possible because i didn't <laughs> and i really wish i had uh, after a year or two of being comfortable with tampons go get a moon cup go and get a moon cup oh my god i so wish that i just bit the bullet and tried this out so much sooner not only is it environmentally friendly it's cost effective because you're not constantly buying tampons which by the way tampons can contain like bleach and harmful chemicals for your body so that's another no-no for me um but with the moon cup as well like there are different sizes um you've got a stem on the bottom which you can trim um so that if you you know are trying to practice removing it and putting it in uh, particularly removing it that stem will guide you to where the moon cup is and then you can just push the bottom and twist as you pull and it will just slide right out and then you just empty it in the toilet clean it with some hot water don't use soap or anything like that just some hot water and then you just pop it back in again it's great it's amazing you can't feel it it's not inside there you can i've left it in for like 10 to 12 hours before um having to empty it some days i empty it more regularly than others uh depending on my flow but it's just the best thing ever <laughs> i want everybody to try one um and when you're done with it like in between uses you just boil it in a pan of hot water um or you could if you want to be discreet um fill a mug with boiling water and then you just put it in the mug of boiling water and leave it to sit in there um for like five minutes or so before taking it out and putting it back in the container before you need to use it again but it's great it's so discreet um so you haven't got like tampon boxes everywhere in your room or your bathroom um if you are concerned about kind of the discreet aspect you know maybe you live with your brothers for example which could be a bit awkward for them it shouldn't be because they have a sister and this is completely normal and healthy to have a period but it's just 
it's just great it's just great <laughs> amazing for travel as well um i just i i love it i use my moon cup i got mine off of amazon uh from a brand called bu and it's amazing i just i think everybody should use them basically i thought it was revolutionary when i started using tampons and now i'm on a moon cup i'm like <laughs> tampons no thanks <laughs> a lot of hassle a lot of mess uh sometimes very uncomfortable if you don't get them in at the right angle um but they are obviously a lot less likely to leak than wearing a pad for example um but i would say start with the pad then go to a tampon and then as soon as you're comfortable with a tampon go grab a moon cup like asap um they're brilliant and they also have like demonstrations on how to put them in um i think online there's videos as well as you get like in the user manual that comes with it and you also have the recommendations on there as which one's suitable for you because there are two types from the brand that i bought mine from and it had one which is for like if you have never had sex before and then one was like if you had never had children before um and then one was for like if you have had children and you're over like 35 or something i can't remember exactly i got my moon cup a couple years ago maybe one two years ago um and they have a lifespan of around eight to ten years so super super good for the environment um and yeah i just can't recommend them enough can't recommend them enough my next period hack <laughs> is dark coloured underwear it sounds really silly like basic but I cannot tell you how many pairs of underwear that I've ruined so I have two packets of dark underwear um, specifically to use for that time of the month in case of any leakages um, I tend to also try and wear darker coloured bottoms during that time as well, so dark leggings, jeans, uh, that kind of thing. Um, I always want to make sure that I'm comfortable as well, um, so if I'm wearing a dress I probably would wear tights, but before I put on my tights I have these little like cotton biker short type things which I would put on over my underwear so put my knickers on and then I put on my cotton like biker short things and then my tights and then my dress I feel super secure in that um that you know if there's gonna be any leakage it's not gonna be seen I have only had a leakage once since using my moon cup by the way just thrown out there um and that was just during the middle of the night um on a heavy flow day so um that's the only thing I could say but obviously when you move during the night it's obviously going to change the position slightly um, of the moon cup but it's not the end of the world um, which brings me to my next period hack which is putting a towel down on your bed on your mattress or just using old sheets um, during that time uh, just to prevent staining there have been times that I have like woken up in the middle of the night and there's been blood on my sheets and they've been like brand new sheets that I've bought for myself and I've been like in a house share so I've been up at like oh, like two o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning and I've grabbed my sheets ripped them off my bed and then stumbled in the dark to the bath the communal bathroom and then rinsing them in the sink without trying to wake up anybody because I don't want them to see as well as wake them up um 
so yeah it's it's a whole stressful thing um but yeah use old sheets or lay a towel down and you know maybe even get some pants or something that you can wear to bed if you wear pajamas for example um so yeah i would just advise that and then that obviously brings me on to my final period hack which is if you do leak or bleed um you know onto the sheets for example or clothing if you are able to wash them and change uh like straight away then great do so and run them under cold water cold water will pull out blood really really quickly um if you have stains that linger doing a cold wash and using kind of like a stain remover can often help as well it sounds like really basic stuff um but i would never have kind of thought to use cold rather than warm water um until i was told about it from uh, my mum so hopefully those period hacks can help you um if you want to discuss more about contraceptives or periods um then please please let me know you can leave me a comment on um youtube so i put the podcast up on youtube so hello if you are listening on youtube um so it'll be on youtube so you can leave me a comment there um if you are listening on spotify um then obviously you can't leave comments on spotify but you can come over um regardless um to our instagram page which is bloom and flow podcast um all the links will be in the description of both the youtube video upload as well as the spotify episode so come over and say hello share your thoughts stories um whatever you'd like it'd be really really cool um to get some stories of people happy for me to share them anonymously so if you want to dm me um some stories or questions or anything like that that'd be really fun and it'd be cool to kind of get to know you guys um a bit better as well so definitely come over and follow us on instagram um subscribe to us on youtube and follow along on spotify as well and i hope you're all having a good day wherever you are in the world whatever you're doing and i also just kind of want to mention as well um if you are struggling with your mental health or you feel stressed alone anxious um please make sure to use the resources that are available in the description as well uh mine in particular it's a fantastic charity um which really supported me with my mental health um so i just like to give them a shout out um whenever and wherever i can and i feel like the podcast is kind of the best place to do that um so if you do need any support um the contact information for mine uh, samaritans as well as other mental health charities and support networks will be available in the description box if you need them or if you want to pass them on to a friend or a loved one who you think could do with some help thank you so much so so much for listening if you've made it here and i really hope you'll join us in another episode soon i feel like it's been nice to kind of talk about this openly (laughs) like i definitely would never have considered doing something like this five years ago um i remember i heard a podcast um talking um around these kind of subjects um a couple years ago which i found really helpful and like i felt 
like part of a sisterhood I felt like included in something and I didn't feel as alone in my uh, worries and struggles um, so I hope this kind of provided that for you potentially um, or if you are not somebody who menstruates um, and you did listen thank you so much really appreciate that great um, that you've kind of made that conscious effort to become more um, educated on what it's like and what goes on um and you know hopefully with that understanding you can now support others who do menstruate um as and when they need support if they do need to or you can just be proactive and just be like hey you know is everything okay just checking in you know do you need anything let me know um either way it's fantastic to have your support thank you so much for listening really really appreciate it and as always um i hope you're all doing well and i will speak to you all in another episode very very soon bye bye